Friday morning we just uh, woke up and said, okay, let's do it. So it, this was our sixth hour preparation and then we just launched it. And I think that Juicy really said it nicely that other than a hackathon or other than a tech community response, it was really a platform or a community for people to join and just feel that they're part of the solution because we had over, you know, a thousand people on Slack, but actively hacking, there was about 200. Like obviously for Estonia, these are big numbers. Today we have a very special episode. We have three different ecosystem leaders tuning in from Estonia, Finland, and Uganda to really dive into some of the responses against this this COVID-19 crisis. And we'll dive into some of the innovation challenges and some of the hackathons that these organizations are organizing. And I'm going to pass it off to each of our guests today to quickly introduce themselves uh, give a little bit more about their organization. We are joined by Jesse, Kai, and CK. Jesse, do you want to get us started? Yes, and thanks for having me. Yes, I'm uh, Jussi. I'm from uh, Finland. I'm running a small innovation consultancy uh, called Ghost in Helsinki. And now, a few weeks ago, I was running the Hack the Crisis Finland Hackathon as a response to the uh, COVID crisis. I'm Kai. I'm from Estonia. Uh, we are running here. I'm not even going to name one organization. It's just so beyond uh, all the organizations now. Uh, we, we did the hackathon with, uh, with I think, uh, three different organizations. And, uh, and as we are now planning for a global one, we have more than 20 already. So, uh, so yeah, the Estonian hackathon uh, flash team is, is on, on its mission. Yes, so my name is Sike Jaffes. I lead the Innovation Village. It's uh, Uganda's most connected community of entrepreneurs across four locations uh, in the country. And like everyone, this crisis has probably challenged us the most. Uh, life will never go back to what we knew. And as a community of entrepreneurs, we love to say that we solve today's most urgent problems. And this was just a challenge we're looking for. So we're mostly an open innovation-led community, and we set out, you know, a call for COVID-19 lockdown challenge. And so far, received, you know, 42 responses from the community. The responses are in line with health. They're in line with productivity. They're also in line with last mile communication and logistics. Uh, but the overall theme of our challenge has been on uh, how do we ensure lives and livelihoods served during this awesome. crisis. Thank you so much for that, guys. Um, why don't we start off, Yossi, you want to tell me a little bit just about how your hackathon came together and you know maybe some of the, the, the notable projects that came out of it? I, I did see you all had the top five teams listed on, on your website, some interesting solutions there, um, but we'd love to hear more about the hackathon from your perspective. First of all, thanks to the, my international friends in Estonia who, who had the first one there in a previous weekend and, and kind of I was... I was very lucky that after the lockdown in Finland and thinking of how could I benefit the uh, community and the country most, I already had this benchmark from, from Estonia, from, from the hack the crisis. So Kai and the rest of the team there did an extremely good job before. So um, I started to put it together quite fast. It was on Monday evening when I decided to have it on starting on Friday. So it was basically just just four days to set everything up and, and start to run, run a hackathon. And, and first of all, I, I think that it was positive communication kind of a project 
because of course I'm interested of the end results from the projects but really when we are uh, in the middle of crisis quite a few people just get passive and the economy of course is collapsing and, and, and so on so it was very important to kind of show the example that there's a possibility to develop something new and also to create new startups at, at this time. And, and through this heavy communication, we got almost 900 challenges on Friday, which is quite a lot from a 5 million people country. At the end, we had a little bit less than 2,000 people in our Slack channel developing the uh, projects further during the weekend and and the final presentations were uh, submitted by 230 different projects so so overall it was quite a big action the good thing was there that it was not only for for tech people it was uh, more than half of the participants had never been in any hackathon, which is very valuable that we are using the learnings and the methods that the tech and startup world has has created to, to solve these urgent urgent challenges. Yeah, so were you finding that a lot of startups were entering with, with their own teams and creating new products? Or were there any startups in Finland that had an existing product that they were able to bring into the challenge? Yes, there were existing startups, but then there were also teams from uh, uh, big corporations and then individuals who just uh, like started to develop something. And and the end results, basically, they were following the uh, three topics that I created uh, on, on, on Tuesday, which are uh, saving lives, saving communities and saving businesses. And, and, and it was quite balanced uh, between those three different streams. So, so there are, of course, for example, now they just launched three days ago an application to help the uh, medical staff to uh, tell their urge of that they need more stuff in certain place. And then there are people who have been registered there and can go and help them uh, locally. That that was quite directly to the saving lives. There were also these, now I think that quite popular apps already when I'm, when I'm looking at the skin, uh, those which are tracking the symptoms of the people and then analyzing it and giving their information and also enabling to to follow up where are kind of the hotspots of of the corona there were extremely many different uh, end so kai can you talk a little bit about how your challenge compares to that and maybe some of the um what went into the process of of thinking of what of the themes for the challenge sure well thanks for the kind words from Yussi. Uh we did uh you know we were talking about this before that that it feels already ages ago when uh, when we did this so two weeks is uh, <laughs> is, is too long for now but you know we didn't put too much thinking really into uh, launching this because we were started to discuss this Thursday night when our IT minister just kind of pushed out this message to uh, his ministry that, you know, like if there's any ideas to help right now, then just, you know, knock on my door. And because we are running Accelerate Estonia, which is a government accelerator, then um, it just, you know, made sense. And at the same time, we're running uh, hackathons with Garage 48 for 10 years. So, you know, it was a match made in heaven. So Friday morning, we just uh, woke up and said, okay, let's do it. So it, this was our six six hour preparation, and then we just launched it. And I think that Juicy really said it nicely that 
other than a hackathon or other than a tech community response, it was really a platform or a community for people to join and, you know, just, just feel that they're part of the solution because we had over, you know, a thousand people on Slack, but actively hacking, there was about 200. Like obviously for Estonia, these are big numbers. So <laughs> you have to, you have to bear with me. But yeah, so it was firstly and foremostly, I think, uh, for this community feel for people to uh, have that place to go. And then the second part was obviously to create quickly and rapidly things on existing solutions or then building from scratch. I really like this team that later on said that they were on their way back from Austria. They went for a skiing trip and then they realized that the borders are going to be closed. So they have to rush in that small car, the, the six of them or five of them in one car. And then they realized there's a hackathon going on. So, uh, so they also participated while driving back uh, with all the borders closing behind them. So I think that was, uh, that was really nice. Uh, a team and they are really launched now live and ready. So not a lot of thinking went into this, if you ask this, Andrew, but you know, this was immediate crisis response. So anything that uh, we could think of that was uh, acute problems, the, the teams could just uh, openly just share ideas. And we got as much as we could, we got the ideas in from the public sector as well to just say, what is it that you are struggling with right now? So I think a lot of good ideas came out from that understanding that we need to share workforce between companies. That's, um, you know, obviously this peer to peer volunteering solution that uh, I think is an idea in a lot of hackathons, the breeding apparatus, which is also like a global thing that's, uh, that's being sold right now. So it just really gave the hackathon teams a way to, to rapidly test these. And yeah, really never seen this happen before that eight teams out of 30 are now live. We are, we were also joking that one of the teams did an exit. They built a bot that they actually uh, gave we, we to were also the government. Jo- so, <laughs> you know, but so it's about the wording, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I think it's amazing how the crisis is really bringing to the surface the collaborative spirit that I think is really at the core of most successful startup ecosystems. I mean, especially Estonia. In Estonia, I always point to Estonia as like, there's such an amazing case study of, of how to really cultivate a thriving startup ecosystem in a, in a smaller GDP country. Commenting as a neighbor from, from here, so because I've been, I've been working very closely with Estonians and also know the uh, Finnish startup scheme and, 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 and what I really advise the, uh, the kind of the how quick are uh, Estonians in executing the ideas and, and kind of putting them also in, in, in use and, and sharing them. And even if we have a lot more resources in Finland and also I think three or four times more people here, I'm, I'm always learning from the Estonians, especially from this fast response to the things and, and kind of a immediate action. Mm. Yeah, I, c- I cannot really say what are the, the reasons for it, but uh, definitely, uh, um, you know, happy, happy that, uh, that we do have that. And we, uh, you know, for the hackathon in hackathon context as well, we got the IT minister and the president uh, to, to say the welcoming words and to open it up. So, you know, we, we are reaching to each other very quickly. And I think that our little village effect is, uh, is really, you know, for our benefit. Yeah, but I have to say that the learnings also that what I've got from there is, is that uh, when, when acting the same way, it's possible to do it in any place. So I, I also got everyone involved from the ministries to the cities mm. and, and, and those who are usually slow. So it's about the attitude. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's really, you know, the advantage of having a smaller ecosystem. I'm assuming this is the case in Estonia, but having a smaller ecosystem allows you to really engage, you know, ministers 
and executives at, at, at some of the large corporates and really gather, a, like Kai said, the village. But Kai, the, the, the parallel that I see around the world of the successful startup ecosystems are the ones that had very early on some sort of big exit, like for example, a Skype, right? And then those mm-hmm. founders kind of reinvested their capital, their expertise, their time, their mentorship back into the ecosystem. Sometimes that doesn't happen. But in Estonia, I mean, all, all the boxes were checked after that Skype exit for all those resources to really get reinvested and recycled back into the ecosystem. So switching over to CK, um, tell us, I mean, what, what's it like in Uganda right now? No, it's interesting insights. And uh, I, just about a month ago, we did a hackathon at Garage 48. Uh, they were here. Yeah, we did something with them at the Innovation Village. It's it's been exciting to you know to see. I actually read an article I think a week ago that uh, was talking about the fact that uh, COVID nineteen could have kickstarted Africa's digital economy. There's a lot of play and talk around you know digital, but we've not really been living up to the bill. It's been a myth for so many businesses here, including governments. You know, but listening to uh, the president speak. Uh, for the first time and is advising people to do online deliveries, uh, online ordering, you know, it, it reflects, you know, the, what's the, the size of the opportunity, regardless of the challenges it has come with. So that said, there has been a lot of focus for us from the solutions that have come on board, especially under livelihoods, to take small businesses online. Some of our best startups are onboarding anywhere between 20 to 50 you know, small businesses that were traditionally offline and trying to, you know, give them shops online uh, to get them into, you know, that digital marketplace uh, to equip them with the ability to to reach out to a bigger marketplace so they can actually continue to make some money for, for livelihoods because the informal sector is the biggest here and that's not digital, it's a cash economy, so a lot of our solutions uh, that have stood out have focused on how do we get small businesses online to continue to allow them to you know, make some money, open up a new um, market space. But then interestingly, on our makerspace side, not all the solutions that came through were tech. So we actually went out and uh, you know began crowdsourcing from local tailors. I think we downloaded, I don't remember where we saw in an open source design for a face mask and we downloaded that design you know, shared it with over 200 local tailors and as a result we're able to ship about 500 masks a day to support you know health workers and that's the case for, for what we're doing around saving lives apart so it's been an interesting one to watch and today we had a call with Startup Uganda, which brings all uh, entrepreneurs, support organizations, and entrepreneurs in, in Uganda together. And the key conversation was around, because what we've noticed is a number of entrepreneurs, innovators, they were solving for X before. With the crisis, they're still solving for X. So we had to take a step back and try to push them to say, think 10X, think disruption, think totally new solutions for the challenge that we now face. I mean, it's a, it's a young country, 75% are under 30. Everybody has been told to stay home, but it's you know, time for you to now as entrepreneurs uh, rise up and say, here's what we're doing in reflection of all the corporate efforts that are going on and international agency effort. So 
I think what is significantly different from uh, what I'm hearing in Finland and, and Estonia are that our very digital inclined countries, it's, it's we appreciate that ours is going to be on the go. We have two confirmed solutions that are rolling, but it's an really an open platform that has been created and an open challenge to innovators across the country saying, you know, what are you doing that can, you know, speak to lives and livelihoods? That's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. So, Kanye, uh, do you all have any lessons learned from your hackathons that you'd be able to pass over to CK as as they look to really put their hackathon together? First of all, what what I really like is that it's it's not only digital innovation, and it should not be because now we also need very practical solutions without any tech. So, I love those projects which were. Uh, non-digital, which were basically uh, based on on the phone calls to the elder people or or to the uh, people who are not like a socially good environment or whatever. So it's it's kind of bringing the tech model and the structures also to innovate very traditional things. And I think that even that people are widely thinking and trying to find solutions or challenges. That's very important because it kind of creates awareness and then it creates also community around those challenges. I understand that there are like different resources in different countries and areas, but but I really liked also here that it was not only tech things. Yeah, I would add from my side that you know in Estonia these elements kind of naturally came in place, but but I was talking before that we had the the government accelerator part and then we had the hackathon part. So you know, the more you can get governments involved or, um, you know, these public institutions that can actually help the teams then quickly get their services live or, you know, give them feedback at the same time. Because at our hackathon, you just felt that everybody wanted to really do something, but you also need to figure out what are the teams and what is the government doing in parallel to solve the same issue. So you're not doing the same thing and you're actually helping um, and if you're calling in, then you're not wasting their precious time, but you actually know that what you want. So we did have a lot of uh, mentors and experts that uh, that could commit their time from the government side. And then we had that kind of post hackathon support for them. So I think that's that's really important if we actually want to get the services live as soon as possible. So CK, are, are you seeing that with, with this crisis in Uganda and, and kind of the, the Eastern Africa region? I mean, do you think that this is going to really be a wake up call for a lot of ministers and kind of public officials in terms of, you know, really taking serious their their ICT infrastructure investments? I think that's a really a nice question, and it uh, explores the context of where our ecosystem is. It's one thing to appreciate the opportunities that will come from ICT or digital, but it's a completely different thing to understand how then do we begin to build that infrastructure. So yes, the appreciation is going to be there, but I think the education of this is how to get it done the right way is probably another you know, two to three years of you know, try and error uh, before they get this right. Because it's easy to for Estonia, five million people to say, OK, we put up a hackathon in a country that already appreciates uh, what digital is and what it can do. And it has examples of big startups that exited uh, in a completely Emerging ecosystem is a totally different story. But I think for me and where we come from, and if you look at all the growth we've done in three years to grow across the country, this this is the opportunity that then this presents. 
in terms of post-crisis, if you can stand up and say, here's how we contributed to lives, here's how we contributed to livelihoods, then we begin to drum up the conversation and our contribution as an ecosystem. Well, so, okay, one thing that came top of mind as, as you were talking there, how is the VC ecosystem in your country responding? Are VCs still running checks? Have you seen any rounds getting closed lately or are things on that front kind of frozen right now? <laughs> I, I like to say in Uganda, we don't have a VC industry. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's really also beginning to emerge. So if it was hard, then it's going to become uh, harder. The ecosystem is really beginning to come into play. We've seen across, if I could speak for across the region, we've seen a couple of checks actually being written, especially now from initiatives like Founders Factory that works across, you know, Africa for health led type, uh, startups. But I think it's going to be a very difficult time post the crisis to get VCs interested, especially in the emerging ecosystem which is most of Africa, apart from three markets. Right. And, and how about Finland and Estonia? To be honest, because we have been putting a lot of our en- energy and uh, and after the hackathon as well, just pushing really these crisis response teams to go live here in Estonia. We uh, pushed into motion the, the global hackathon movement and then really just putting energy into uh, building that community now going for the global. So I don't really know. <laughs> that's the that's the honest answer. I see that there is actually uh, a lot of kindness. I think there's a lot of it. Maybe that's uh, that's an Estonian thing, but I really do think that it's a whole global thing that uh, we are in this unique place in the world that there's a lot of help for the startup team. So so yeah, just you know helping uh, startups that have existing technologies to push out uh, new features that are just for the crisis response. I see that startups are working together. There's one tech team working for another startup that uh, that can actually use that as an opportunity. So I see that a lot and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Actually in Finland there was I think three from the top five easy owners also in my support group or board of the hackathon and i was closely working with them through that week and 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 they were extremely busy so they are still running the funds and finding places where to invest and so on of course with a little bit different angle than probably before but i see that the vcs are active also at this situation but what i really like is that also funds were interested or common good quite a lot and i'm sure that in all the countries where those funds exist uh, they can also support the cause if if there are good things and then also what i've seen now is we have also like a public instruments for funding startups they are busier than ever because they are also supporting now the uh, existing businesses in this crisis but they are active and then the foundations. So for quick solutions, I think that the uh, foundations who are based actually and, and who are established also for somehow to common good, they are quick answers to the certain investment needs at this stage. I would hope VCs are super busy right now, mainly because, I mean, most of them have many board seats and uh, it's certainly wartime for many, many startups and VCs should be actively, you know, traveling, helping their startups. And look, I mean, you know, during the last economic recession is when most of the big unicorns that exist now were started. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm sure that there are plenty of hackers and coders in their basement right now that are starting, you know, the the next wave of unicorns that will emerge in five, six, seven years. But 
Yessi, Kai, and CK, thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, I do want to make sure that we finish off on a positive note. So why don't we go down the list? Can you just name one thing that this crisis has really brought top of mind as you know something you're particularly grateful for? Yessi, you want to start us off? Yeah, I, I've just realized that it's not uh, we are going back to the past when this crisis is over. So, so if you are looking at the futuristic, uh, fut- uh, like those people who are analyzing the future, they are just saying that now the future comes quicker, and I think that that's quite nicely. Sorry that I'm going to do a plug here, but uh, the, what has really inspired me personally is uh, that I'm talking to so many people that you know in this crappy situation let's say they still feel inspired inspired that they can do something you know be just uh, hacking from their kitchen table or then you know just starting to think about like you said like what's what's going to happen post-crisis how it's going to affect us and and can we can we see something positive and opportunities out there so we're, we're launching this global event with that kind of in mind that we can inspire at least our president of Estonia once said that uh, the situation is shit, but it's fertilizer for the future. So I keep on saying that to my team as well, that if we, you know, if we find uh, opportunities out of this situation, then we actually win, win the fight against this virus and the crisis. I love that. I think for me, it's a, it's a really a series of thoughts, but I I just saw a joke uh, this morning where someone said, who initiated your organization's digital uh, strategy? And they put A, CEO, B, CTO, C, COVID-19. <laughs> and for most organizations and also our governments uh, in emerging economies like ours, I think uh, this has you know, created awareness around digital, online, and what technology can do. So it's, I think, cut, helped us you know, move three years ahead of what we really need to do. So it's a big opportunity for us to you know, solve the urgent challenges as our communities begin to adjust. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining. Thank you for tuning in.